This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Employment matters, severance matters, workplace matters. That's what we discuss every week here on the show, and your contributions make it all that much better. So, uh, yeah, grab a phone, call in. Don't be bashful. There is no bad questions, only good ones, and only information to be uh, to be shared and learned by everybody listening and calling in. So we invite you to, uh, to do so right now. Email, send one along. You can do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Simply employmentlawyer.ca for more information on everything we do here on the show. We will get to a bunch of stuff on the show uh, this afternoon in between all the wonderful phone calls. So uh, rest assured, we'll get to a lot of content, answer probably a lot of questions you have. But first, a week that was, pal. How has it been? Another week on and another busy week uh, with a lot of opportunities to speak with uh, Mm -hmm. people about their workplace questions, to answer those questions, and hopefully make people feel better when they understand what their rights are. And that is what I do when I'm not on the show. I talk to people, answer questions, I email back. I meet with people. You have it. Uh, but I also do this on this show right now. We're here till about 5 o'clock, so take advantage. Give us a call. Let's talk about your rights. Let's un- answer those questions. You know, the week is done, and you're ready to start a new week uh, uh, tomorrow. But maybe it wasn't the best week, and you're going into work tomorrow wondering, hey, what should I do because my boss said something to me last week. Well, hey, call right now. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what your rights are. Maybe you lost your job, and you don't have a place to go into tomorrow. Well, let's talk about what you're owed because I can guarantee you it's a lot more than what you've been offered. So there's no bad questions, as John said. Bring them on. We're here to answer those those questions right now. But to get us revved up and started week that was, a couple situations that came across my desk just over the past few days. Uh, first one I'll tell you about involved a, a gentleman who had recently given his employer uh, notice that he's leaving. He found another job. And he wanted to be reasonable with his employer, told his employer, I'm giving you four weeks notice that I'm leaving. That would allow him to uh, end some projects and, uh, you know, hopefully wrap things up so that his employer is not left in the lurch. At least that's what he thought. Well, his employer got upset and said, well, if you're leaving that, I don't want you here anymore. So I want you to pack up and today's your last day. Okay. Uh, He took him by surprise, but fine. That's the employer's right. Uh, And... When the employee came home, he got his, uh, the next day his record of employment, and there was no mention of, of, of any pay. So he contacted the employee and said, wait a second, will I not get paid for the next four weeks that I was going to work? And the employee said, no, I don't need those four weeks, so you're gone today, uh, and, and we're not paying you anything. Well, that's when the call to me came. And the question was, well, I gave him four weeks notice, decided they don't want me there. Do they have to pay me for those four weeks? And the answer is absolutely yes. The general rule, John, is this. If you quit and you give your employer's uh, notice of resignation, if the company wants you to go right away, that's fine. But they still have to pay you for the period of time that you are going to work. That's the rule. Now, there's limits to that in that if your regular severance entitlements are less than what your notice is, then you're going to get that. In other words, if you're going to give your employer 12 months notice and they let you go, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to pay you for 12 months. But right. the general rule is this. If you are let go, if the company ha- – or sorry, if you decide to leave 
and the company wants you to leave right away and instead of working the notice they have to pay you the balance for this person it's four weeks pay so I'm gonna help them get that I'm gonna send a letter to the company and I can almost guarantee you they'll they'll speak to their lawyer they'll realize oh yeah we have to uh, pay him and they'll pay him this is a very common question It's a common scenario so remember if you decide to leave you should always give notice of, of leaving be be a good person about it don't burn any bridges and if for whatever reason your employer doesn't allow you to work for that period of time, John, they have to pay you as if you were still working. Again, 604-280-9898 is the number to call the show for the remainder of the show this afternoon. That or uh, 9898 on your cell uh, will do before we get details of the Pocket Employment Lawyer. We love that website. Uh, what else you got going on? So we've often sp uh, spoken on the show about workplace harassment, and I always talk mm -hmm. about the situation where if you're being harassed, mistreated, obviously that's inappropriate. Your first thing you should always try to do is to try to speak to someone in the workplace. Try to give them the opportunity to fix the problem. The owner, your boss, the HR manager, whoever the right person is within your organization. Well, this lady that I spoke with uh, beginning of this past week did just that. She was being mistreated by a coworker who was extremely rude, uh, you know, obnoxious, really using language that's inappropriate, making her feel very, very, very uncomfortable, caused her a lot of stress. Well, she went to speak, first of all, with her immediate boss, told them about it. She thought that the boss and this other person were friends, so nothing was done. And then she went, when that didn't work, she went to speak with HR. And she talked to HR, and they, in, in her view, they did not take it seriously. As far as she was concerned, nothing actually was done. They didn't even speak with the individual because uh, the behavior continued. And despite her efforts, speaking with the boss uh, or her boss, speaking with the HR manager, nothing was done. And she's still being mistreated. She's still being harassed. Uh, the stress levels are elevated, etc. Well, John, that's when she calls me. And here's the thing. Uh, whenever you, you're being harassed, the company has the legal obligation to do something about it. If they don't, then you may be able to treat this situation as a termination. We call this a constructive dismissal. Mm -hmm. So because she did try and the company didn't do anything, they appear to, to not be able to care less, well, now it's time to get her out of there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get her out of there. I'm going to get her severance that she's owed uh, and, and make sure that she's properly compensated. And that's very, very important. So if you're being harassed, do try to speak with your boss. They have the legal obligation to fix that problem, to make it better, to make it go away. If you, there's no one to speak to or if you've tried and nothing is done, you got to reach out to me. It may be time at that point to consider getting you out of there with compensation. You want to uh, do so, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior and uh, the team at the office. We're sitting here at about uh, 413, and we're ready to do a lot more. We'll continue on with the Pocket Employment Lawyer at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Give me some details on this one. This website has just taken off, right? It, it really has, and, and uh, so many people already, thousands of people have used it just in the, in the few short months that we've had it. So, uh, you, you know you know what this show is about because you've heard our show, but we're not always here because we're only here four to five on Sunday, then we're not. Well, if you need answers to your question, even when I'm not in the office, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the place to go to. When you go there, you can find answers to your specific questions in a number of categories. Maybe to calculate your severance. You can do that right there. It takes seconds to find out if the company had just caused to let you go, to find out if you're an employee or an independent contractor. To find out if your situation is considered a human rights violation or harassment, you can do that and much more on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. 
it's free it's easy to use it's anonymous there's no strings attached so the very first place you go to if you have an employment law issue and employment law concerns you can even do that before you call me it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and it really is cool because it's absolutely free of charge as you say there's nowhere to put a credit card or nothing like that and if you choose to uh, to carry on afterwards and you need more information uh you just a little yellow contact us button right at the top right if not you close down your browser nobody knows you were over there you're gone like uh, like kaiser soze uh coming up here we're going to get to uh, leor gets many questions by individuals now they want to know whether the employer is allowed to do something or not this is quite common with the phone calls as well a lot of misinformation you can't figure it out so we're going to get to all those i want to start on one here um, before we uh, we'll get to a couple of these before we take our first break by the way the phone calls the phone lines wide open 604-280-9898 so feel free to uh to call in for the remainder of the show is my employer allowed to tell me what work to do or are there limits with what the employer can make me do you know what i mean well of course and that's a very common question you know can my employer really decide what what i do at work well you know, the, the natural instinct is to think, yeah, the employer can do that because I work for the employer, right. so they can tell me what to do. But there are significant and very important limits to that. Your employer can ask you to do work that fall within the category of your job. Your employer can ask you to do things that fall within what you were the, the parameters of what you were hired to do. So if you're been hired as a as a marketing person they can't ask you to be parking cars uh you know you know what i mean that type of stuff even though the company is the company the boss is the boss no they cannot so the company cannot change your job cannot give you jobs that don't fall within the the, the parameters of your job if the company does that that may give you the right to treat this as a constructive dismissal so if you have a regular job your job is to do these five things and now the company says you're not going to do that you're going to do something completely different that may not even be a demotion. It just may be a completely different job. No, that is not necessarily something the company is allowed to do. And if they do, you now may have a choice to say, no, I'm not accepting that. Instead, I'm going to choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave making you, my employer, pay me my full severance. As well, we're talking about things that your employer may or may not be allowed to do. And if some of these uh, strike a bell with you, feel free to give us a call and get a little more in-depth with your question. Next one, can my employer make me resign? And that's a, a very big one. And for some reason, uh, you know, I, I people get confused by this and because the, the answer to that question actually uh, falls within the word resign. What is a resignation? Let's start with a resignation. Mm -hmm. A resignation is something that a person does themselves. By definition, a resignation is something that you do. Because if the company chooses for you not to work, that's a termination. So there's a termination when a company chooses. There's a resignation when you choose. So a resignation is something that you do voluntarily, that you do unilaterally. So if we think about that, if a resignation is something that you do, that means that the company can't make you do it because once they make you, you're not really doing it anymore. They're doing it. It becomes right. a termination. So a company cannot make you resign. What I mean by that is if you still decide to leave because the company says, sorry, you have no choice. You, have, you must resign. Well, that's a termination because at that point, the reason you're not working for the company is not because you don't want to work there. It's because the company said, you're not going to work here anymore. So in that situation, it's a termination. And the reason we have to distinguish between a resignation and a termination is because with a termination, of course, you get severance. And with a resignation, with a real resignation, you don't get severance. So it's extremely important. 
So if a company comes to you and says, uh, well, you have two choices, to be let go or to resign. Well, your answer is always going to be, thanks, employer, but if you don't want to work me here, that's on you. You have to let me go. Why would you resign and try to make it easier for the company and hope and for them avoid paying you severance? Bad idea. But even if you do resign because you didn't know what I just said, if you can show that the reason you resigned is because the company told you, they made you, they threatened you, then that's still a termination and you are still owed severance. So it's not better to resign than to be let go. It is not better. Last thing I'll say about this is this, constructive dismissal. If you are leaving because something happened, your job has changed, your pay was reduced, you were relocated, your, your hours of work have changed, and that's why you leave, again, in the eyes of the law, that is still a termination. Again, you're not leaving because you just feel like it, you're leaving because something happened that made it difficult to continue working. In that situation, John, that's still a termination, and severance still has to be paid. See, it's funny, too, because a lot of people would hear that, you know, employer says, well, you can either be fired or resign. Some people are going to run to the resignation because they think, all oh, being fired is bad. It's going to be on my, quote, permanent record. And I don't want that there. It sounds better. It looks better. The optics are better if I simply resign. That's the wrong way to think about it. It is absolutely the wrong, uh, wrong way to think about it. And let's start with the idea that there's no such thing as a record. There's no right. such thing as a, as a database where people's departures are logged into a computer so that someone can look up why you no longer work for the company. That doesn't exist. But beyond that, uh, if you, unless you did something terrible, like you stole from the company. Listen, if you stole from the company and the company right. says, we're going to fire you, you can just resign. Well, I guess you may as well resign because you're not going to get severance either way because you were stealing. But unless you did something that bad, no, it's not. It's never better to resign than to be let go. Let the company let you go. Let them pay you everything that you're owed, and then you can move on to a different company. No, it's not better to resign. Lots of time for you to call in here at 422 on your uh, Sunday afternoon, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We're talking about things that your employer may or may not be able to do to you as an employer. Um, this one is, I know you always have a funny story with this one too, and that is, uh, can my employer decide, can they decide when I retire? <laughs> no, your employer cannot decide when you retire. Retiring is the same as a resignation in that you right. have to do it voluntarily and you have to do it unilaterally. We got rid of mandatory retirement in this province and frankly across Canada years ago. So because of that, there's no such thing as you have to retire at 65, you have to retire at 75, whatever it is, it's up to you, the employee, to decide when you've had enough, when you're not going to work anymore and your employer cannot do anything if they try to. If they try to put pressure on you, if they push you, if they simply make the decision, not only is that a termination, but yeah. it's also a human rights violation, okay? To let someone go, to mistreat them, to push them out because of their age is a human rights violation. And the story that you refer to is uh, <laughs> there was a, a client that I had uh, last year where his employer started leaving hints to the employee <laughs> that maybe it's time to, re to retire. Here's a, a little brochure about uh, a, a retirement home. Here's another brochure about a, a golf retreat. And nice. with all these hints, uh, the employee got the message, made him very uncomfortable, and that itself was inappropriate. You can't do that. It's okay to ask the employee, what are your plans? Because we need to plan. Do you plan on retiring? Do you not? Beyond that, the employer cannot do anything, and if they do, in most cases, that's illegal, that's a human rights violation. 
Again, that phone number anytime during the show. Call us. It is at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. That's the way we we take our calls here for the remainder of the hour. If it's something on your mind about your job, you're calling on behalf of a friend or a, a bashful family member, do so. Now is the uh, the time to do it. And we'll get to, uh, to Maureen. Maureen, thanks for hanging on there. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's, uh, what's your concern? Well, first of all, I should probably... Um I start by clarifying or asking uh, whether or not I was uh, under the law a contract worker or a full-time employee. Uh, I was doing a full-time one-year mat leave. The day before the contract expired, they came to me and offered me a permanent position. But my first year service has never been recognized, and they will not recognize it. Well, the, the good news is that the law decides what service gets recognized and what service doesn't get recognized. And if you work there for a year and then you were hired re- as a regular employee, your first year absolutely counts. Now, when I say it counts, the law recognizes it for really one purpose, and that purpose is when it comes to letting you go, that year is going to count towards the length of your service. So your your severance is going to be calculated based on that. But if, for example, they have certain criteria in terms of vacation uh, or bonuses or what have you, that they don't have to recognize your service because that's an internal thing. But where the law comes into recognizing your service is when it comes to the length of your service, if and when they let you go. Okay, well, here's the thing. The company is being sold off, so I will be let go. Um, probably within the next two months, and there will be a severance package. Now, I've gone to HR uh, a number of times, and uh, she refuses to acknowledge my that first year of service, um, using the excuse that, oh, sorry, a record of employment had already been issued uh, once um, the contract was rolled in, over into permanent, but there was absolutely no break. In fact, today... The contract is supposed to expire. They brought me on permanent. Right. Well, Maureen, here's the thing. You you don't need to spend any more time with the HR manager on this issue simply because it's not up to her, okay? It doesn't matter whether she wants to or not or whether she thinks she should or not. The law takes care of it. So I can guarantee you that when and if your employment comes to, to an end, at that point, you're going to be considered an employee with that first year counting, which, of course, is important because that's going to mean more severance. So when you are let go, uh, you can call me right away. We'll look at the severance offer. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca if you want. Based on what you just told me, it's likely that the amount that they're going to offer you is going to be less than what it needs to be, especially when they're not accounting for that first year of service. But that's not a big deal. That's easy to resolve. A letter from me, it's all that that's going to take here. So, Maureen, do not stress over it. You're not going to probably be able to just convince her now, but I'm telling you there's nothing to worry about. Okay, so my last question would be, while I was doing that full-time one-year maternity leave contract, I was put on reduced benefits because I was a contract worker. Okay. Is is that valid? I thought that if you were working full-time, that you were um, you were supposed to get the same benefits as a full-time employee would get. 
So here's the thing. The law doesn't actually require an employer to provide benefits. So there's no law that says, hey, employer, if you have an employee, you have to provide them benefits. So because the law doesn't require that, what the law says is if you're going to provide benefits, employer, then it's up to you to decide how to administer that and to decide who qualifies and who doesn't. As long as you're not discriminating against people based on their age or ethnicity or, or you know race, etc., then you can decide, an employer can decide who to give it to and who not to. So what you described to me is unfair, uh, and it probably doesn't even make a lot of sense that they would do that, but it's not illegal. They can decide how to give benefits and to who. So unfortunately, not much can be done on the benefits front. It is uh, 4.33. Plenty of time to call in and uh, ask your questions like we've been doing for the last few minutes here with Maureen. Thank you, Maureen, for, uh, for hanging on. Go ahead, continue. What was your last question? Oh, just about the vacation. Uh, yep. oh, the vacation? Sorry, do you want me to ask? again, Maureen, just so that in case... Yeah, just refresh us. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, um, so um, my HR directors uh, told me that she couldn't allot any more than three weeks vacation because it was against policy, but there is no vacation policy. And meanwhile, uh, several of my uh, coworkers have been allotted anywhere between four and six weeks. So that's obviously unfair and, and that's wrong. So here's where we're going to have to distinguish between unfair, wrong, and, and illegal. So the law requires that two weeks vacation be paid uh, or provided. And if a company does that, they've met their legal obligation. And so, And some employees get more than others. So some employees are hired with three weeks vacation or four weeks and someone else maybe with less. So there's no way to actually make your employer give you more vacation, even if your coworkers are getting more, uh, unless you can convince them that that makes sense and, and, and call them out on what is an obvious lie and say, well, you told me it's a policy, but how about Margaret who gets four and Bob who gets three? So that may be a, an idea, but in terms of actually forcing the issue and making them do it, uh, there's no way to do that as, as long as they provide a minimum of two weeks vacation. Okay, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Maureen. Maureen, yep, thank you very much for uh, for your time. And uh, remember to call Lior when the, you know what hits the fan, and that is going to be 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123, and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, we still got plenty of time for you to, uh, to call in as well. We'd love to talk to you in the meantime, talking about things that your employer can or cannot do to you and your employment. Can my employer make me come back to work, but contrary to my doctor's opinion? That is a, a very big one. It's a one that yeah. every year I get asked more and more. So I, I right now I'm off on a medical leave. My doctor says I need to continue being off work. My do, my employer though says no, no, I need you to come back. And so who do I listen to? Do I listen to my doctor? Do I listen to my employer? That's an easy one to answer. Yeah. You listen to your doctor every time, 10 out of 10 times, no exceptions. So if your doctor says you cannot work, then you cannot work and your employer has no choice but to accept that, they have no choice but to agree with it, whether or not they see it differently, it, frankly, it doesn't matter. Once you have that doctor's support, you have this protection, this what I call the dome of protection around you, meaning you cannot be penalized, you cannot be questioned, you cannot be fired in any way. You're allowed and you should be following your doctor's advice, and whether it's to go off on a medical leave whether it's to stay on a medical leave or whether it's to return from a medical leave. 
That's all you have to do. Your employer cannot question that at all. Uh, so if your employer put, is putting pressure, you simply can tell your employer very politely, uh, my doctor hasn't cleared me. I will let you know as soon as that happens. Until then, I'm going to stay off on a medical leave. It's as simple as that, and nothing your employer can do to you in that situation. Casting a wide net on this next one, and that is, can my employer let me go? Yeah, and, and you know, the reason why we, we want to talk about that is because when, when I speak with people that have lost their job, uh, and, and, you know, I, I talk about severance, and I focus on how much they're owed. Most of the right. people that contact me are focusing on something else, like, wait a second, they let me go. They shouldn't have let me go. I didn't do anything wrong. My performance reviews were fine. No one said I did anything bad. Uh, you know, the boss just was unreasonable. And, and that's when we get to the issue, is, well, is your employer allowed to even let you go? And the answer is yes. Your employer is allowed to let you go, even if you've done nothing wrong. Your employer is allowed to let you go pretty much for any reason and pretty much at any time as long as they pay proper severance. So you may not have done anything wrong. You may have worked really hard and done really well and your employer may have been completely unreasonable and unfair. Despite that, they're allowed to let you go, but, and this is the big one, but they have to pay you full severance, proper severance. Where a wrongful dismissal comes in, and what a wrongful dismissal is, is a situation where someone was let go legally, but was not paid proper severance. That's mm -hmm. really what a wrongful dismissal is. So you may have been let go, you may not agree with the reason, and I would, in many situations, accept that and say, yeah, your reason does sound pretty bad. But despite this, we can't focus on that. We have to focus on severance. And remember, in over 90% of cases, when someone is let go, the severance that they're offered is pennies on the dollars, a lot less than what they're actually owed. That's a wrongful dismissal. That's what the focus has to be. Your employer, unfortunately maybe, is allowed to let you go pretty much for any reason. Question about that or anything else, I'll bring it on, 604-280-9898. And next one on our list of things can my employer do to me, uh, can they lay me off temporarily? Oh, the old temporary layoff. Oh, yeah. And this, this is something that employees see often. Uh, I haven't been let go. They just laid me off temporarily. They're, they're, uh, to use John's expression, they're putting me on ice for That's a while, right. but uh, they're going to call me back to work. Well, it's not something your employer is allowed to do. It's illegal. In most cases, a temporary layoff is a termination. So if you've been laid off temporarily, your employer, it's not something your employer can do, which means you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to accept it and sit at home and hope and wait that they'll call you back. No, you can treat that as a termination now, today, get your full severance now, and continue on to a different job if that's what you want to do. So you're absolutely able to do that. Even though your employer is not saying that they're terminating you, the law makes that decision that that is considered a termination. The exception usually is a situation where it's either happened before, maybe yeah. it's implied in the job that you do, maybe you're, you, know, you're, you work uh, in landscaping and you don't really do much work on the, in the winter, so it's assumed that you're going to be laid off over the winter, it's too cold, it's too rainy, so that's fine. But if you're working a regular job where it's not expected that you're going to be laid off, then a temporary layoff is a termination. It means you are owed severance, your full severance. If that happens to you, give me a call. If you accept that layoff, you may give the right to the company to do it again and again. It's something you want to look out for in an uh, employment agreement as well if it's written in there ahead of time, right? An, an employer may contract for the right to lay you off temporarily. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't happen a ton, but it does happen. So if you're signing an agreement that says, by the way, employee, we have the right to lay you off temporarily, 
Well, in that situation, you may find yourself that every year, even though you didn't realize that that's going to happen, your employer yeah. can lay you off and you can be off for two or three or, or more months. So something you really want to watch out for, uh, another reason to, to get some advice when you sign, when you get that employment agreement, probably one of the most important documents you'll ever sign. You want to reach out through email, by the way, it is helponemploymentlawyer.ca. You can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for lots more information on what we discuss here on the show every weekend. Your phone calls in here and now, 604-280-9898. Can my employer make me make me work overtime hours? And that that's uh, a bit more of a trick. It's a lot of the ones we talked about before, pretty straightforward. No, they can't. Yes, they can. Well, here's the thing with uh, making you work overtime. In most situations, the answer is no. Your employer cannot make you work overtime. So if you have your regular hours of work, if those hours of work have been established, you work from 9 to 5, etc., your employer cannot decide, well, this week we must have you work longer. We need you uh, for three days a week to work till 8 o'clock instead of 5. They don't have a right, and the reason they don't have a right is that changes the terms of your employment. So if you're a 9 to 5 guy or girl, well, now they want you to be a 9 to 8 person. Well, no, that is a change. And when we talk about change, we, we start thinking about constructive dismissal. So no, they can't do that. Now, where, where they can make you work overtime, number one, is if you signed an employment agreement that says that. And oftentimes an employer may say that, you know, your hours of work is 9 to 5, but we may ask you or, or we may have you work overtime hours if we need you. So that's one possibility. Or the other possibility is there's a history of doing that. In the past, you were pretty good. You allowed them to, to uh, make you work overtime. You worked the overtime. Now you decided right. you don't want to anymore. Well, it may be difficult to go back on that if that, that history has been established. But another situation, your employer cannot make you. Keep in mind, of course, if you do work overtime, your employer has to pay you time and a half, 40 hours a week or eight hours a day if you work more than those things. Your employer has to pay you overtime, whether you're on salary or hourly. But no, in most cases, they cannot actually make you do the overtime. Hey, you still got time. It's uh, 4.45 here in the afternoon on the Employment Law Show. And in between the phone calls, we'll be talking more of things that your employer may or may not be able to do to you as their employer. Um, this one is, it's, uh, especially now, comes into the fore. And it's, it's, it's almost a no-brainer, but there's still people and still employees that don't realize this can't happen. That is, can my employer punish me if I complain about some workplace harassment? John, if I had question, if I had a dime for every time someone just emails me or, or uh, calls me with the questions like that, then there'd be so many dimes I wouldn't have a place to stand in this room. I mean, <laughs> that that's how often I see it. So, no, this is a something we need to talk about. Something we need to understand is that you have a right to complain about workplace harassment. You have, I would say, you have more than a right. You have an obligation to let your employer know if there's a harassment situation, if you're being mistreated, or frankly, if you see someone else being mistreated in the workplace. Your employer has a, a legal obligation, a strict duty to protect employees. It's an active, it's a proactive duty to protect employees from harassment. And if there is harassment, they have to figure out a way to make it disappear, to stop it. So you should tell your employer, but because you have that obligation, you also have, again, that same dome of protection around you, meaning just by virtue of raising a harassment uh, complaint or harassment issue, the law says, no, no, now that dome of protection is there. You can't be threatened, punished, disciplined, fired. None of that can happen, okay? Now, that's true 
even if the company looks into the harassment issue and decides that, that they can't corroborate it, even if it's determined that it's not considered harassment, you still can't be punished. So you should always have the confidence to, to understand that if your employer, that, that if you go to your employer, they cannot do anything to you. That, that complaint, that, that process should be sacred. If despite what I said, if your employer does try to punish you in any way, there's going to be significant legal repercussions. So I encourage you to raise these issues with your employer, to try to give the company the opportunity to fix the, the harassment issue. If you've tried it and you cannot get it done or there's no one to talk to, it's a small company and the owner of the company is the one that's mistreating you, reach out to me, let me deal with it. In some situations, I can either get involved or get you out of there. But no, you cannot be punished in any way for complaining about workplace harassment. Phone calls here for the remainder of the show, uh, 604-280-9898. In that regard, getting to uh, to Keith. Hey, Keith, uh, how are you this afternoon? Oh, fine, thanks. I'm Good. calling uh, uh, with regard to a question for my daughter, who's a, a pharmacist, but she's not allowed to take any meal breaks, usually, or even bathroom breaks in her eight-hour shift. And I'm just wondering if that's allowed. And then sometimes, they, you know, or often they, they make her work extra uh, hours or extra time beyond her shift uh, because it's a transition time with, with another pharmacist or, or she hasn't completed her, her jobs for the day, like her prescriptions or whatever she has to fill. And I'm just wondering if that's allowed or what kind of recourse does she have? So that's a great question, Key. So pharmacists are covered by the uh, BC Employment Standards Act, which means that the same rights when it, when it comes to, to getting paid, or sorry, unpaid breaks, but getting breaks and having to get paid for overtime, those rights apply. So if your employer doesn't allow her a break and if her employer doesn't pay her for the extra hours that she works, in fact, if it's more than eight hours a day or 40 hours a week, they have to pay her time and a half. If they don't do that, that's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. So. There's two options to deal with it. The one that I would recommend in this particular scenario uh, is short of talking to them and trying to resolve it, is she can file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch. That's a branch of the provincial government that enforces the Employment Standards Act. And they will do two things. Number one is they'll order uh, her employer to pay her for what they owe her in the past, potentially going back two years, but also order her employer moving forward to comply with the law. What you've described is illegal. It is something that I see often, and that's not something her employer should be allowed to get away with. Uh, you know, to, to work people in this way, not to comply with the law is a very bad thing. So the employment standards branch is where I would go in this situation. Oh, okay. So she is entitled to two 15-minute breaks uh, per day? She is entitled to, to yes, the 30-minute break in that situation. Uh, it's an unpaid break, but she is entitled to a break. Oh. And uh, so it's, the employer doesn't have to pay her for that break, but they have to give her the oh. time off. Okay, so she doesn't. She doesn't is not entitled to like a coffee break. That a paid coffee break. It would be an unpaid coffee break. Exactly. Example. Yes, an unpaid break. Yes. Oh, okay, and so so, um, but if she were to complain about it, then the the employer could uh, terminate her. Correct. But no. as long as they pay. No, that they couldn't terminate her because, no, let me, let me stop you there, Keith, because one of the exceptions to the rule that your employer can let you go is if you're trying to stand up for your rights. This is, if she was fired for trying to get her overtime pay, for example, and that's why she's fired, 
that's a reprisal. That's illegal. A person cannot be fired for trying to enforce their legal rights when it comes to employment law. Because think about it. If that was the case, no one would ever try to enforce their rights because they wouldn't want to lose their job. So, no, legally speaking, Keith, her employer cannot fire her uh, for doing that. So I can certainly get involved on her behalf, but probably the, the easiest way to do this in this particular situation is to go through the employment standards branch. Keith, appreciate the uh, phone call. Appreciate your time. If you want to reach out any further, help at employmentlawyer.ca or the office number 604-283-3123. We're going to move on down the line to uh, to Bruce. Hey, Bruce, thanks for hanging on. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, just great. So uh, there was a discussion about 10 minutes ago with someone regarding uh, vacation pay. Right. And I, I'm not quite sure, but I thought I heard a reference to three percent vacation pay which is uh, lower than what no. the law provides for so my understanding is the law says the employer is required to give uh, an employee two weeks vacation per year um so that would be paid vacation and the paid vacation comes in the form of a minimum of four percent vacation pay paid annually usually on the on or about the date of the actual vacation. And after five years in yeah, British it's, it's Columbia. 6%. Yeah. 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 After five no, years, it's not, that's it's right not in BC, 3%. It goes, up, I think, it goes up to 6%. That's right. I think she was yeah. asking about three weeks vacation, yeah. right? Which would be 6%. No. At a minimum, an employer has to give you two weeks off. Uh, and and pay you four percent uh, as vacation pay after five years that goes to three weeks and six percent, but you're that's absolutely correct. right. That's how it works in, in in BC. Now an employer can do better than that. They can hire you and give you four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. But yeah, they don't that, have, that's right. They, they, employers they can do whatever they want that. as long as they meet the minimums. <laughs> the minimum. That's right. Yeah. You got it, Bruce. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly how it works. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get clarification on that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate uh, your time and the phone call. Again, I'm going to say the same thing to you. We told uh, Keith, you want to reach out any more questions about that, 604-283-3123. That will put you in touch with Lior at uh, at the office here in, in Vancouver. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And there's also vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca online. You can check that out anytime you like. Last few minutes here of the show, get back to our topic of what things employers can and cannot do to you. And this one kind of uh, dovetails into the old uh, pressure tactic at the bottom of that severance offer, and that is, can my employer take away my severance if I don't accept that offer? So for people that have been let go, what I'm going to say is very familiar. For for some that have not been let go, they may not realize this, but Mm -hmm. every time you're let go and you're handed the termination letter, there's going to be a, a, an offer and a deadline. So we're offering you three weeks pay, and here's the deadline. To accept this three weeks pay, you have to sign this by this deadline, Friday at 5, Tuesday at 5, whatever the deadline is. So you're going to take that letter and say, oh, my God, today is Wednesday. I have to accept this by Friday. That's not a lot of time. My God, I feel the pressure. I better sign this so that I don't lose it. And the fear always is, well, if I don't sign this by Friday, I'm not going to get it. And I, I need this money. I want this money, so I better sign this. Well, let's take a step back here. It's a pressure tactic. It's all that it is. Remember, the law decides how much you're owed. The law decides how much you get. It's not up to the company to decide that. So if you're owed three weeks, you're going to get three weeks. If you're owed three months, six months, 24 months, you're going to get that. So that doesn't expire on Friday. In fact, it doesn't expire for two whole years. 
So you have two years to, to get your severance if that's what you want. And here's how it even gets worse than that. In 90% of the situations where the company offers you that severance package that expires Friday, that offer is pennies on the dollar. It's yeah. 30%, 50%, 80% less than what it needs to be. So here's where, where you may find yourself. You're let go on the Wednesday. They're offering you a package that expires Friday, but that package is half of what it needs to be. So don't worry about it. You're not going to accept it Friday. Why would you accept half of what you're owed? Instead, you're going to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to calculate how much you're actually owed, or you're going to call me, or you're going to email me, and I'll help you get what you're owed. It's not something you need to worry about. You're not going to lose anything if you don't sign by that deadline. That deadline is meaningless. That's all that it is. It's a pressure tactic. Now that you've heard the show, please, please don't ever fall for that tactic and tell your friends, tell your family, if they're in that situation, not to worry about it, to do the right thing and get some advice. Good stuff. If you didn't get the opportunity to call through uh, today, you can do it next time we're on. In the meantime, reach out, as Lior says. Always reach out. Don't guess. Don't sit there wonder scratching your head. 604-283-3123. You can go to help at employmentlawyer.ca to drop an email by. And always check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's a recent website. It's been up for a couple months, and it is really, really robust and helpful. So check it out again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Till next time, we'll catch you again right here. Employment Law Show, CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.